Welcome to the Cosmos in You podcast, where we interview scientists, philosophers, and leading thinkers to discuss the nature of our reality and the impact it has on our daily lives. Hello and welcome to the Cosmos in You. This is your host, Susanna Scully. You are currently listening to season three of the podcast where we interview guests who help us to lead a more inspired, connected, and guided life. And today we bring you Kay Taylor, who is an intuitive astrologer who a friend had recommended to me about six months ago, six months ago, and I had booked a reading with her myself. And it was at a time where my husband and I were trying to figure out where we wanted to move. Um, I was also moving my business from one direction to another direction. And then I felt like I needed some guidance around these things and Kay did not disappoint. Uh, So, you know, the process was I gave her my birth day and time and the location of where I was born prior to our call. And then on our call, she just revealed all of these things about my path and past lives and how those affect this life. And um, she gave insight into my children. Uh, I gave them her birth, their birth dates and times and location and how I can best support them and what they're here for. It really was incredible. And I got a recording after and I've gone back and listened to it numerous times, which is wonderful. So So I wanted to have her on the podcast to help all of you because she wrote a great book called The Soul Pathway, and she just has so much wisdom to share. So in this episode, we discuss the three steps to take to lead a more connected and guided life. We talk about what to do when you doubt your intuition and you get stuck, because I know this definitely happens to me. Uh, We talk about the importance of a daily plan in our lives to stay connected. This is something that I hear from a lot of you. Can I have a self-care plan or a daily plan or how do I sort of integrate this into my life? And she lays it all out in her book and talks about it today in our podcast. She also talks about why the four pillars of healing are so important to our soul's evolution. So I think this is really important as well. And what I what I love about it is, again, she breaks all this down in sort of a framework. So if you're feeling stuck or you're feeling disconnected or you're feeling really busy and not, you know, getting the messages you need to get or not healing parts of you that you feel need to be healing, this is the podcast episode to you, for you. So take a listen, and my request is also, we're going to have a lot more great episodes coming up. I would love if you could help in spreading the word by rating and reviewing us in iTunes. It really, you know, there's an algorithm in iTunes. That's what helps to spread the word the most. So if you could be so kind to rate and review us, if you're enjoying this podcast, I would greatly appreciate that. And you can do that by just, you know, searching the cosmos and you on iTunes and they make it pretty easy under review. So that is my ask. Thank you all so much. And I'm excited to continue on this journey with you. So without further ado, let's jump in. Welcome, Kay. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank you, Susanna. Thank you for inviting me. Great. Well, what I thought we could do is get started by sharing with our listeners a bit more about your background, your story, what brought you to where you are today. 
Okay. Uh, well, I started out uh, in the corporate world, at least on a career level, although I have to say that I had a pretty, you know, challenging time growing up. Um, mm. And, you know, ending up at a very high level in the corporate world with an MBA in finance was a long, intense journey. <laughs> Um, and one of the reasons I was really successful in the corporate world was because I was very psychic from the time I was a little child and I did not understand what that was. It was a long time ago and it wasn't easily available on, you know, TV or radio or anything to know what being psychic even was. But finally, in my late twenties, I began to understand a little bit more about it. And I left the corporate world uh, and slowly began developing a practice, working as a medical intuitive healer, uh, known as a psychic channel, added astrology, hypnotherapy, psychosynthesis, which is a spiritual psychology. Uh, so, you know, I'm one of those people that just loves to keep learning. And people started coming to see me for, I guess you could call it readings, uh, at first that were mostly psychic and then over time integrated between psychic and astrology. And so that was, you know, a process of I've been doing this work now for over 30 years. Wow. One wow. of the the beginners way, way, way back when. And, uh, and so I see people in person and by phone and Skype for private sessions, but I also teach a lot. I teach individuals how to develop their intuition from beginning through very advanced. I teach astrology from beginners through coaching and teaching professional astrologers. And in all of that, I'm deeply interested in using these techniques more for healing, helping people transform and change themselves more than just telling people what's going to happen, which mm. sometimes when you use the word intuitive or psychic or even astrology, people tend to think of it as predictive, superficial, and maybe even just bunk, you know, like, oh, that doesn't make any sense, right? How can, you know, one twelfth of the world all be having the same day? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I agree with that. You know, I feel like sun sign astrology is kind of an interesting thing. There's some relevance to it, but it's just a tiny piece of the puzzle. Okay, so let me break this down because I imagine our listeners have so many questions to what you just said. <laughs> uh, there's so much in there. The, the first question, let's go back if you don't mind. When you said you realized when you were a child that you had psychic abilities but couldn't name them, how did that manifest as a child? What did that look like? Uh, I knew things uh, that were going to happen in advance. I knew things... Like when people were talking about things, I knew they were lying and I knew specifically what the truth was, which I was later able to uh, find out about and validate. And uh, the other thing that was happening was that I was completely absorbing and merging with other people's energy fields. So on that empathic level, which many people have, where you just can't tell the difference between your desires, thoughts, feelings, and other people. You know, you're standing in the grocery store line, and suddenly you're angry and irritated, and you don't know why. And then you realize someone's come in behind you, and you can tell by looking at them that they're having a really bad day, and you've kind of absorbed their bad day. So I had the psychic 
energy was operating within me on all the different levels that it can happen, you know, seeing pictures of things, hearing words from spirit, feeling energy that I couldn't explain. And when I was in the corporate world, uh, you know, I would know what was going to happen. Like I had an, an intuition that my main client um, was going to fall chapter 11. And then I ran the numbers to prove it and, you know, did all kinds of things that looked businessy, looked mm-hmm. finance and accounting, uh, which, which made me, you know, a superstar for having seen that ahead of time. But it was, it was definitely an intuition that came first. And it was only later toward my, my late twenties that I slowed down enough. I started meditating. And as soon as I started meditating, I could then tell the difference between the voice in my head that was giving me information and just thinking. And that, that was when I first started to realize like, Oh, this, this is something different. That's really interesting because I imagine, I I know this to be true for me and I imagine this is true for our listeners as well. That key point that you just said, when you slowed down and started meditating, that is when you were able to sort of separate. Can you talk to us a bit about why is that, why, first of all, is that important for each of us or just for someone with gifts such as yours? And if it is important for each of us, why? Can you tell us a little bit more? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I would say it's important for everybody because mm-hmm. one of the things I say is that we are all psychic or if we don't like that word, you know, it sounds too scary and too intense. We're all intuitive and most people can easily admit that we we all have the you know energy centers called chakras, you know, inside our energy system that that we can connect with people and we transmit information and we're always we're always perceiving things that are not typical uh consciousness right you know an extrasensory perception we we meet someone and we're uncomfortable with them or don't like them and we don't know why we then turn around, we meet somebody else, and we feel like we've known them forever. So everybody is operating on this intuitive level all the time, but it operates a little bit like an email inbox where there's messages coming in all the time. And if you're very busy and frantic and your mind is overactive and you're thinking, 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 you don't get a chance to actually read the emails. So this, the, the intuitive messages are kind of piling up in there. And one of the things that happens is when you clear yourself out by slowing down, meditating, yoga, tai chi, walking in the woods, you know, anything that helps you get out of the thinking mode. The intuitive messages then start to come in in real time. So that, and, and that's what makes it less confusing because when you are busy and the mind is active, you can't tell the difference between the intuitive messages coming and your fear thoughts and your anxiety. And it just becomes one great big mess. It's very hard to figure it out. It makes absolute perfect sense. And I imagine everybody listening has had that moment where, you know, sort of the the difference between when you are having a really busy week and then you take a moment to go for a walk in the woods, right? And the messaging that comes through is so incredible. I know for, that's true for me. I mean, so I imagine that's true for everybody. 
It is. And this is what people tell me when I'm teaching intuitive skills is that almost everybody has these moments where they know things like a thought comes into their mind, a feeling, they have a dream that is precognitive and tells them something's going to happen. And they have these these things from time to time, often starting from childhood, because children are often particularly open. And they they experience this occasionally. But the thing that they want in studying with me is they want to be able to get the information when they want it and mm. not just have it be the sporadic thing that happens. And they also want to learn how to trust it. Because even when we get a very good message, a lot of times the mind then goes into overdrive and tries to analyze it and (laughs) tell us it couldn't possibly be true. So uh, that's a very common experience. And what do you encourage your students or your clients to do when that does happen? So again, let's use an example you know, you're busy, then you stop, you go for a long walk in the woods, you get this inspiration, this intuit, intuitive hit, you're really charged up, then life happens, right? Um, and then the voices start talking and, and sure enough, you, you, you lose your courage or whatever it may be. What, what do you tell your students and clients in that case? Well, first of all, I suggest that people write down what they get when they get that kind of intuition or they have a particularly strong dream so that they can come back to it afterwards because the validation, you know, six months later, something happens. You say, oh, yeah, when I was on that walk, I knew that was going to happen. And so that that really helps. But also giving yourself the regular downtime, a little bit slower life, uh, even even five or 10 minutes of meditation every day, just sitting. And it doesn't have to be cross-legged on the floor. If that's uncomfortable, it can be sitting on a chair, you know, what, whatever works, but it's it's about breathing and being more or less empty, not paying so much attention to the thoughts, not you know, shutting them down and resisting them in a hard way, but not following them, what we call sort of creating a story from the thought line where we embellish it. So just with the breath. And the more we do that, the more comfortable we become in being in life without a lot of thought. And, And then we start getting more of these intuitive thoughts that can really help guide our life in a in a clear, healthy way. And do you believe that, um, you know, you learned in your work that we are all being guided in a certain way? Do you mind talking about, I mean, this is a good segue into your book, with, which is called The Soul Pathway, which is wonderful. And you give so much great information and prompts and uh, it's great. So I, I'm assuming by, you know, by the title alone, we could assume there is a soul path for each of us. But do you mind telling us a bit more about that? Yes. Uh, well, definitely there is a soul path for each one of us. And, um, and we are guided, you know, in my mind, we are guided by our high self, which is the part of us that is connected to the higher aspects of the cosmos is very much about love and light. Uh, and we also have spirit guides, you know, it can be angels, they can be um, beings that are going to be our children before we have children. They can be people we've known and loved who have gone over to the other side. Uh, they can be very highly advanced beings that are here to help us with our journey and our work. Uh, I would say if you're 
you know, an, an engineer, there's a good chance you've got an engineer or two who are helping you. Uh, you know, even Einstein, you know, was very clear that his, his information, what he was getting was, uh, coming to him in, in an intuitive way. Uh, and you know, the magic and the creativity and the genius that it's all intuitive process, the way people get those kind of insights that solve problems in that way. So yes, so we all have a path. We're all here for a particular reason, uh, incarnated in physical reality on this earth plane. And our path is multidimensional. You know, sometimes people think of path and they think, well, that must mean a career or it must mean I have to save the world in some way. But there's actually a lot of different uh, paths or goals that we each have, including at the highest, most spiritual level of path, we are perfect as we are. And honestly, we don't have to do anything. You know, we can just remembering who we are, remembering the perfection and the heart and the love and the power that sits behind the personality structure and all the busyness of the ego mind. Just that is a fabulous accomplishment for any soul who's who's in the physical. Um, but it can be simple things. We can be working with certain emotions that we're subject to. That can be a, a smaller goal where we're trying to heal our tendency to be impatient or angry. Uh, it, it can definitely be work. It can be the goal of bringing in children. It can be the goal of being, uh, you know, in a family situation where we have a number of people we're taking care of. Certainly it can be taking care of animals or other philanthropic things that we do. So we'll, we'll, each one of us will have a path with some level of complexity. And this is seen in the astrology chart. So the kind of astrology that I do is connected to this. I do something called evolutionary astrology. You could also call it the, the astrology of consciousness or spiritual astrology. So rather than focusing on, well, in two weeks, a letter will come to you or you'll get a communication or, you know, sort of mundane pieces of uh, prediction that, that some people like and, and do or the simplicity of the sun sign. This is astrology that helps people understand who they are at the deepest levels and what they're here for. And then also understand certain periods of time when you're going through a cycle where there's clearly defined evolution and transformation that could possibly happen. And if we know ahead of time what type of transformation we're doing, we can work with it proactively and have the highest and best outcomes. Whereas what will happen sometimes is if we are, again, busy and we're not paying attention to our life and we're not heeding the sing signals, uh, you know, where, where we're getting this message like, I don't like my job, I want to leave my job, but I can't leave my job, I, I feel like I'm stuck, you know, that kind of inner dilemma where we know we should do something, but we're afraid or blocked to do it. And then all of a sudden, we find out that our company's downsizing and we're being laid off. You know, that's kind of a typical thing. Like you can look at the astrology chart ahead of time and go, okay, here's a pivot point where you're meant to do what you're really here to do, take a risk and 
go, go get a new job. And if you don't, <laughs> um, there's, there's the possibility that it will, it will happen for you. So that's the deeper level of working with astrology. So in that, again, somebody's listening and they say, okay, well, I know my sun sign. And, and for those who are, you know, brand new to astrology, um, your sun sign means where the sun was when you were born, right? And is that fair to? Exactly. Okay. And, and that changes every month. And most people, I think, know their sun sign. It's just really hard to go through this culture without knowing it. Mm-hmm. And they say that most people now have heard about Mercury retrogrades. You know, the planet Mercury seems to go backward for three weeks, a few times a year. But the sun sign is just in, indicative of your identity and the way you make choices. And so it's a certain flavor. But you know, that's just one thing. And it's, and the sun sign doesn't operate by itself. It's connected to other planets. So it's a very, uh, complex structure overall. If you're looking at a whole chart that's quite nuanced and quite unique for each person. But in my book, in putting in just a small amount of digestible astrology for people, uh, I put in, uh, the indicators in the chart that tell you what what kind of soul purpose you have, what your habit patterns and gifts are, and what the goal state is in terms of kind of a medicine to bring in to help you be more fully your your authentic self. And then also a couple of planets that move very slowly that give you indication of, uh, again, kind of karma transformation patterns that you're working on perfecting and coming into power and, uh, accomplishment of your higher goals. And these things are, I I use them because you don't have to get a reading. You don't have to know your chart. I have tables in the back of the book. You just know your birthday and you can know these three indicators. And then I use that as almost a, a source for people to reflect on what's true for them. So is if you read that about yourself and then in the book I have meditations and journaling contemplations to say, okay, I just read that about me. What's true in that? What do I feel about that? And what do I want to do um, myself based on what I've just read and what I know about myself? So it sounds like for somebody who wants to feel more connected, more purposeful, more have more meaning, um, that is a great place to start. Am I right? Is, is, is assessing sort of that baseline of your chart. Is that fair to say? Yes, that, that's really fair to say. Mm-hmm. And so from that point, which sounds great, um, and I highly recommend everybody do that and getting the book and, and starting to work through that. Now, if somebody, let's say that's starting to baby steps, right? And then somebody says, okay, I want to go even deeper. I really want this to, you know, to maximize my calling. And what would, what would you say would be the next level of that? Well, I feel like the next level of that is to go get a really good professional reading, mm-hmm. you know, astrological reading. I mix intuition so that I can get some specific detailed answers with the astrology. And of course, 
I'd love it if the listeners came and saw me uh, or, you know, had a, had a distance session with me. But there are also other fabulous uh, evolutionary style astrologers who also do this kind of work in helping a person understand the details of their, their mission. And what I say about my book is, you know, this book allows the reader to discover what their soul purpose is and then break through the blockages and heal and transform so that they can live an authentic life. Yeah. And I, just as a side note, I, I think I shared this in the intro, but I had a reading with Kay and it was fabulous. So I highly, highly recommend everybody do that. It's really amazing the things that you know. So um, I'm going to share more of that in the introduction, but um, so really would recommend everybody do that. So, so if we were start to say, okay, and again, I'm just sort of breaking this into three steps of somebody who really wants to feel more connected and purposeful and meaning. First step is to sort of get a baseline sense of your astrological chart. The second step would be, you know, get a professional reading with you so they can really get a picture, broader picture. Could we go into the third step, which again, I'm, I don't mean to speak for you, but I'm imagining it's something about integration or sustainability. You know what I mean? That like, how do you continue to build this into your life? Mm-hmm. Well, I feel the um, the continuation of building this into your life is a practice. Mm. Uh, and you had mentioned to me you liked the section of my book that was about the daily practice. Yes. And uh, to hold a conscious schedule even within our busy lives, to have some sense of connection to this deeper part of who we are as a soul, slowing down a little bit the busyness and the endless striving and all the things we do. If you think about it, our mind is like an automatic thought generating machine, right? It's like, oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. Mm -hmm. I need to go here. I need to go there. And, and we follow along as if that's important and as if that's meaningful, right? You know, just we, we let the mind dictate a lot of times what we do. And so having a daily plan of the way you get up in the morning. And of course, I'm also a yoga teacher and I'm, I love yoga philosophy and, and blending that into my life as much as the, um, uh, the physical practice of yoga. But sometimes, you know, say on a really busy day, it can be as simple as getting up in the morning, looking out the window, taking three deep conscious breaths, maybe the arms overhead. It can be sitting and having your cup of tea instead of doing 10 things at the same time. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? <huh>? And <laughs> I raise children, you know, my children are grown now, but I know, I know what it's like. <laughs> I have a special needs son, uh, and I have adopted foster children, and I have had a very busy full life working full time with this work plus raising a family. So I have a lot of empathy about, you know, how do you even, you know, when you've got little ones, like say, get a shower by yourself or, you know, things like that. But no matter how busy your schedule is, there are ways to create a structure of what you might do that allow you to slow down, take a few deep breaths, clear the mind first thing in the morning, somewhere during the day, 
last thing at night, you know, mm-hmm. reading even a page of something that is inspirational before you go to sleep. Um, you know, if you have a choice where you've got a little free time with your children going out in the park instead mm-hmm. of you know, sitting, watching something on a screen. So the book has lots and lots of ideas of different things to do and how to build consciousness and healing and transformation into your life path. That's so good. And I think we all really need that framework. I know people are are often asking for, and I need it as well. Sort of like, well, what, you know, exactly what do I do? And you do a beautiful job in your book of saying in the morning, do X, Y, Z, and then here's additional things to do in the middle of the day, do this and at night, do this. And they really do make quite a difference. So thank you for sharing that. Um, one of the other things I loved in your book was that you shared the four pillars of healing. So if you don't mind share with our audience, um, what are those four pillars? Uh, why are they important? And, and again, how do we integrate that into our own life? Okay. So many times culturally for, you know, a number of years now, everybody talks about body, mind, spirit, mm-hmm. you know, and, and even mainstream Western doctors are talking more and more about that, that you can't just expect to heal yourself physically by going to the doctor and getting some medicine, you know, what's going on with your stress levels. And, um, you know, do do you have connections with people that are sustainable? That's a really important part of health too. So I broke it down in uh, my book to talk about the four pillars of healing being body, mind, and spirit, but dividing mind into the mental mind and the emotional mind. And, my belief is that it doesn't matter where we start in the healing process, that once we move into one of those realms for healing, sooner or later, we start moving into the others. Because once we start healing and consciously evolving, it's it's such a wonderful doorway. And, uh, you know, people don't go on that path and then decide they're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It calls you and it feels so much better than living in an unconscious way that, that you really get hooked. Um, and you know, and this also I'll say this, this idea came to me many years ago from reading, um, uh, oh, my, my brain is freezing. What, what is her name? Um, you can heal your life with Louise Hay. Oh, yes, yes, okay. of course. Uh-huh. Amazing woman, right? Yeah. Who wrote that book when she was 60, 61 years old. Nobody would publish it, had to start her own publishing company, Hay House, to mm-hmm. publish her own book. And now Hay House, <laughs> you see where that is. Yep. Um, but she said that, and and that that inspired me around the time that I was starting my practice working with people. And I saw it over and over again, like somebody would have a car accident and then that would lead them to some holistic healing. And then from there they would, you know, go more into something emotional and, and, you know, on and on. So spiritual healing is connecting to who you are on a soul level and having whatever belief system feels right to you to feel that, Life is more than just the day-to-day, working and going home. So 
finding something that inspires you spiritually. For some people, it's their religion, others it's meditation, others it's a walk in the forest. So each person needs to understand what inspires them spiritually and have that be part of their life. Then we have the mental mind, which is all about like the, the thoughts we have. And it's basically considered sort of true in both the metaphysical world and now more and more in the uh, medical world that the way we think is creating our reality. Uh, if you are um, a negative person with a lot of negative thoughts, you'll tend to have more negative experiences. I mentioned some interesting examples of that in research in my book. Uh, and so getting connected to our thought process is very important and starting to change the way we think about things so that it changes our experience. So that comes under the category of, of positive affirmations, uh, positive thinking. And yet one of the things I'm very clear about from working with people so long on this is that that's not all there is. Because if you, if you keep saying a, a repetitive positive phrase over and over again, and you have parts of yourself that don't believe it, uh, that are hurting and you have emotions that you haven't processed, that emotional energy will sabotage the positive thinking. And I think this is something that is nuanced and many people don't know about or leave out of the whole equation. So then that takes us to the emotional pillar of healing, which is feeling our feelings. And, and because of the psychosynthesis work I do, I, I help people process emotional energy uh, in, in a sort of a guided intuitive process that you know, brings emotions up from the subconscious and shifts and changes them. I also, of course, recommend that, you know, people go to therapy or the body work that's emotionally centered. There's, there's lots of ways to do emotional healing work, but I include many guided meditations for emotional healing in the book. And there's a companion website for my book that you can go to that um, has downloads of the meditations so that you can be listening and following along. And then finally, there's the physical aspect of healing, which is you know, what's going on in your physical body, taking really good care of the body as a temple for the soul. But also in, under physical, I include action, because you can do positive affirmations, and you can heal emotionally, you can have a spiritual overview. But the universe also likes action, it likes us to show up and be aligned in the way that we act with uh, what our intention and our higher path is. So that's the physical side. So each person will have more of an attunement to one or more of those pillars of healing. And by reviewing them and reviewing your life path and your, your mission and what, what you feel excited about doing in your life at this point, and then looking at it through that lens of those four areas of life, you get clear about where you are doing well and where you maybe need to focus a little more attention. This is so great, Kay, because you really... You've laid out for us so many clear processes, you know, sort of here's what to do. So if somebody is feeling, um, you know, out of alignment or off, 
Um, this four pillars of healing is a great place. I mean, even if you just write down the four, I imagine intuitively, if you, you know, sit and look at the paper, you'll know where your energy goes to, to start first. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's really great. Cause I, I imagine, you know, a lot of our listeners can get overwhelmed by all of this. Um, you know, where do I even begin? I know things aren't right or I know things could be different, but I don't even know where to begin. So I think this is a great place to start as well. Right. Um, now if people would like to book a reading with you, work closely with you, learn from you, I know that you teach workshops and, and other things, where can they find out more? Um, the best place to find out is my website, which is my name, ktaylor.com, K-A-Y-T-A-Y-L-O-R, ktaylor.com. And I am going to be starting a new intuitive development uh, training group in about a month hmm. to help people get connected to their intuition, probably start with about uh, six weeks that will be in person here in the Bay Area and also by webinar. Um, and my book, Soul Pathway, which is three separate words, is available on my website, but also available on Amazon, including the Kindle edition. So it's easy to get to. And, it, you know, when your listeners go to the website, it's there's lots of information about what the sessions are like and how to book them. There's online booking that makes it simple. That's great. And the other great thing is when you do a reading with you, you send a recording of it, which is so yes. great, right? Because then you go back and you get to listen. I've gone back and listened to it. And it's like, oh, wow. I did, you know, at that point, I didn't understand. And now this is happening. And, you know, it's really, that's a really wonderful part of it as well. So, well, thank you, Kay, so much for being with us here today. I so appreciate your wisdom and everything you are putting out into the world and guiding all of us on our soul pathway. So, Thank you for your time and for your continued great work. All right. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks. I hope you all enjoyed that episode as much as I did and would love to continue the conversation. So please feel free to reach out on our Facebook page, which is Susanna Scully. S-U-Z-A-N-N-A-H-S-C-U-L-L-Y. You can find us at the same Twitter handle, Susanna Scully, and also over at Instagram. And our website is SusannaScully.com. So keep it pretty simple there. Thank you all for listening in and look forward to chatting with you next time.